0: Good morning, everyone. Why don't you join me in saying happy happy birthday to the guest of honor today. Happy birthday, Jesus. Amen. And also, I say to you, happy incarnation day. I'm on another uh, venture now to change our greeting to these holidays. Remember, we started with resurrection day. Now we're going to be talking about incarnation day. I think that will put the focus on what really happens. Amen? Amen. Well, we're so glad you're here. We have been celebrating the birthday of Jesus on Christmas Day here at Calvary Bible Church for the past 14 years. Our focus has been upon the the retelling of the Christmas story, both to encourage our parents to read the Christmas story to their children, on an ongoing basis, to create a tradition that will be so ingrained in their children that they will continue to do it when they have children as well. And the reason why we've done this, as I've explained before, is because of the fact that many of our children today do not know the true meaning of Christmas. And I'll tell the story again. Fifteen years ago, we got a call from a principal of one of the government schools just down the street here. And she said, Pastor Lee, we want you to come down to the school to tell the Christmas story because our children haven't heard about Jesus. So I said to her, what do you mean they haven't heard? She says, well, we did a survey and they say more than 80% of our children believe that Christmas celebrates the birthday of Santa Claus. That's children here in the Bahamas now. And so we arranged, and the entire school came up here to the church. This church was filled, and we were able to tell them the Christmas story. But that made such an impact upon me, I thought it was a necessary thing for us as Christians to be sure that we keep tradition going of telling the old, old story of Jesus and his birth to our children so that it will not be forget, forgotten in the generations to come. Now, we've also encouraged the parents to encourage their children to bring at least one of their gifts as a presentation to teach them the, uh, the idea that Christmas is a time for giving, of things that they think precious. So we encourage, rather than going out and buying another gift, is to bring a gift that was given to them. And we will be doing that again today. There's a box here, and we're going to ask the children at a certain time in the service to come up and to present these gifts. The whole idea is to try to get across to our people the true meaning and significance of this day we call Christmas, and that I call Incarnation Day. All right? Now, we're going to do the same type of a thing that we've done normally at the birthday party for Jesus. Normally, we would not come all dressed up. It will be an informal time. And we ask even the kids to come in the pajamas if they haven't had time to change. We have an informal time and we share uh, our blessings with God has done and so on. But we're going to change it a little bit, but we'll still keep some of it in. However, we want to take the first part of the service to focus on our children. And our focus will be on telling the story correctly. Because, believe it or not, even though sometimes we tell the Christmas story, our children still don't get it correctly, or they have a wrong idea. As you know, children love to hear stories. Isn't that right? They like to say, Mommy, tell me a story before I go to bed. Or, For instance, I have my grandkids, when I go visit them now, the first thing they ask me is, Daddy, tell me a story about when you were young, when you were a boy, when you were spearfishing and all of that. And no matter how many times I tell them that, When I go to visit, they want me to tell the story again. Children like to hear stories, but sometimes they get it wrong. And if we don't tell the story correctly, they could put the Christmas story into the same category as fairy tales. It's just another tale, and maybe it's not true. When you talk about Bethlehem, well, that's a far, far away land in Neverland. It's just a fancy type of a thing. But we want to be sure that's not what we are conveying to our children when we tell them the Christmas story. So what we're going to do at the beginning is show a couple of clips that illustrate how children think of Christmas at times and how sometimes a Christmas story is not told correctly. And then we will have a little dramatization where we want to show you how it should be done. And then the last part of our service will be focused more towards the adults when we talk about the true meaning of Christmas, the real meaning of Christmas, and I call it the rest of the story. Because believe it or not, many times we tell the story, but we don't tell the story. And that's what we're going to be trying to do today. So just watch these clips for a few minutes and uh, help us to go on with our our theme for today. Let's have the first video, please.
1: Once upon a time, baby, Jesus was born. Mary. This is Jesus. Mary.
2: Mary.
1: And Adam. Mike. Claude. Joseph. Joseph. I they walked. They had to ride on horses for days. The ferry came down, and then they flied, and then the ferry flied. He got there, and he said, do we have a home? And he said, that's the only place in the homekeeper said there's no rooms left unless you don't ca- don't care if you sleep where the sheep and the cows live in and they taped it in and it was all stinky and do you know what kind of animal they had cow ram sheep a horse two donkeys goat, pigs and then when mary was sleeping She had the baby Jesus. And when the cows awoke, then the baby, the baby was born and laying in the manger. And you know what? Jesus turned out to be their own, to be their own child. Away in the manger, there was no blankets. Only this hay that's all I can sing a blanket just clothes white coat a gold circle on his head a hat and white clothes. there were shepherds watching sheep and then a bright star in the sky Star! Went to them Another planet? And it was as bright as day The angel said, follow the star The star that sh- shines above him Is a sign for the only Jesus A fairy? Yeah, an angel on, on top of the roof what? They Cruz, the wise man. A boy. They bought him food, water, and like stuff he could play with. A bottle and some toys. Baby food. Rattle. They brought him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jesus. Happy birthday to you.
0: Birthday! Okay, I'm sure we're going to correct some of that stuff as we go on. But now here's a fun way kids also sing about Christmas as well. And then immediately following that, we're going to show you how. Uh, young people especially would be called techies would uh, tell the Christmas story today as well
3: Mary
1: was really scared when the angel came to her there was one main angel called Gabriel he was just a boy angel she had wings and she was all white the angel said, you're going to have a special baby. And it was God's son. She was quite excited, a bit scared. And she was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have the son of God. And then she was like, I can't, I'm not married and stuff. Joseph, he was a builder. Mary told Joseph that she was having a baby called Jesus and it was God's son. He he's
3: like, What?
1: Then Joseph saw the angel in a dream. I think Joseph was really scared. And then they went to Bethlehem. On a donkey? It would be quite hot. She had a baby in her tummy and she would have been really heavy. He said, Can we stop anywhere with these houses? We had to try and find somewhere for Mary to have the baby. I went around a whole neighbourhood. No, there's no space.
3: Everyone said no in
1: an angry voice because it was the middle of the night. Said, no! The last innkeeper's tea he said, here yeah, there's a barn type thing around the back. They had to go to a barn and have their baby. It has sheets. It was like all hay and animal poop and sheep and things Mary put baby Jesus in one of those troughs they called the baby Jesus and they loved him and he had two daddies God and Jesus, they both needed to look after the baby. The angel told the shepherds to follow the star. There was three kings. They followed the star all the way to where Jesus was born. They get to the table. I guess they're getting the presents. And then they got some angels as visitors too. And then there was a giant star. Everyone was there. And there was a party.
4: of his ancestry. Open your eyes, look up to the skies and see. No one. Then come, white and gold. Will Herod let him live? Hey, say, do, go. Man, let him, go. Mary, Joseph, Mary, Joseph, Mary Joseph Mary
5: Here is the, I believe, the best way to tell
0: your children the Christmas story.
3: of peace on earth and glory to the King. Mama, tell me the story of the shepherds and their sheep. Mama, tell me the story I promise. them. Mary and the child. Mama, tell me the story of baby Jesus, meek and mild. Mama, tell me the story of three wise men who came from afar. Mama, tell me the story. Of men of faith who followed a star. Mama, tell me the story. Let me hear it from the stars. Mama, tell me the story until it lives down deep in my heart.
5: Days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus To register all the empire for taxes This was the first registration Taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria Everyone went to his own town to be registered So Joseph also went up From the town of Bethlehem in Galilee To Judea To the city of David called Bethlehem Because he was of the house and family and line of David He went to be registered with Mary, who was promised in marriage to him, and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in strips of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. Now there were shepherds nearby living out in the field, keeping God over the flock at night. The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were absolutely terrified.
6: Be afraid, listen carefully, for I proclaim to you good news that brings joy to all the people. Today, your Savior is born in the city of David. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a vast heavenly army appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased when the angels left them and went back to heaven the shepherds said to one another let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place that the Lord has made known to us so they hurried off and located Mary and Joseph and found the baby lying in a manger when they saw him they related what they had been told about this child and all who heard it were astonished at what the shepherds said. But Mary treasured up all these words, pondering in her heart what what they might mean. So the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen. Everything was just as they had been told. The end. Amen.
0: the best way to tell the Christmas story to our children so it will go deep into their hearts and they will never forget. Amen? Now that's the story, at least a part of it, that we must continue to tell our children so it will be passed on from generation to generation until he comes. I will be talking about the rest of the story that I believe we should include as well in just a few moments. But now we have a selection by Kerygma at this time. Then we will have our offering. And afterwards, the children who have your gifts, you will be asked to come up to present them here at the front.
7: Uh, good morning, and uh, Merry Christmas, or now in terms of the new greetings, uh, Happy Incarnation Day. I want you to please pause with me as we uh, go to prayer. Certainly, the, the hear about the story, the story of Jesus, but of course, we who know him, know that he is indeed real, that he waits to hear from us, but also that we take this opportunity to express our gratitude to him for what a precious gift he is to us, what a precious gift he is to the world, what a friend we have in Jesus. I want to bring to your attention just certainly a few matters that we certainly want to thank God for already. The fact that you are here is indeed an indication that requires you to burst out in thanksgiving for what God has already done for you and, of course, for loved ones as well. I want us to please remember our brother Ralph, Hannah, who is back home and is improving, so certainly we are to give thanks to God for, for this. wish also for you to remember... Uh, Paris Johnson, that is Perry and Anishka Johnson's son, who is recuperating well after having had a recent surgery. Please also remember uh, Patsy Saunders, who is recuperating at home after having had knee surgery, and the Anthea Edgecombe's medical test. All went well. Again, another reason to give God thanks and to praise him for his gracious blessings in our lives. Let's also remember our brother George Pinder who's also recuperating at home. And of course, Joy Hems is undergoing therapy for a bulging disc. Please just remember her and before our God, who is more than able to meet the needs that we face from day to day. Please remember a pleasant butler who was hospitalized on Wednesday past. Robert Sweeting, that is Unicary's cousin, who is in hospital. During this time, please remember him, bring him before the presence of our great and awesome God. And let's remember our brother Perry Wallace, that's brother Anthon's father, uh, who was for a brief uh, stint, uh, maybe half a day or so, was hospitalized to undergo some tests. Please let's remember and lift him up before our Father's as well. And then let's remember those persons we have in our family who are being treated for cancer, our brother Kenny Sawyer, uh, Dr. Patrick Sigdeo, I mentioned Joyce Sweeting, Carolyn Grunlin, Judy Penn Robinson. And also those who are unable to come out on a regular basis to our service, our shut-ins, Joel Albury, I mentioned already Pleasant Butler, Winnie Collins as well, Douglas Darling, Pastor Ed Cadet, Wilford Jack Sr., and Viola Pinder. The family for this week that we want to hold in our prayers on a daily basis is Ina whiteland And for our missions, we would like for you to remember the Christian Counseling Center here in Nassau and the tremendous ministry that it offers to so many. And then the ministry of our assembly. Let's remember the sunbeams and their ministry as well, and the leadership and all of those who are involved in this special ministry. Our God is indeed able and He waits to hear from you, His children. And so during this special day, we have this opportunity to, again, not only to express our gratitude for that original, most precious and indescribable gift in the person of Jesus Christ, but also He has an opportunity for us to address our concerns to Him because we do have a personal invitation from Him that if we have anything, any need, we can come to him with confidence because he is our father and he waits to hear from us, his children. And let's do that at this time. Let's avail ourselves of the opportunity to speak with him, to thank him and to make our requests to him. Our father, we thank you for today. We thank you for the significance of today. As we, your children, celebrate, celebrate the gift of your son Jesus Christ into this world. More importantly, we thank you for the gift of Jesus Christ into our lives. For those of us who have accepted this gift by faith. That is, placing faith in Jesus Christ alone. We thank you for this. Indeed, what a friend he has been. What a friend we have in Jesus. Father, we thank you for the many blessings that you have so abundantly blessed us with day in and day out. The life itself, the challenges we might face, we thank you. For the basic necessities of life we pause in the sacredness of this moment to thank you. And Lord, we know that even these feeble words seem so inadequate to really express the depth of our gratitude, and yet we are indeed grateful to you because you have provided us with your Holy Spirit who is able to communicate to you as only the Holy Spirit can the depth of our gratitude and so we thank you for even taking care of our inadequacies and expressing our gratitude Lord there are many who have and can testify to your goodness in their lives both physically um, socially, economically and otherwise and. And as they offer these prayers and gratitude to you, we know that it will be pleasing to you. And so, Father, we ask also at this time for those who are experiencing difficulty in some way or another in their health or other areas of their lives and their relationships as well. We bring them to you. And we thank you for this access. Lord, we pray that in all of these matters, that your will be done and that we will understand what that is for us as individuals and as a corporate body here at Calvary Bible Church. Lord, we pray that simply this, that everything we do, our very thoughts, indeed our words, will all be in accordance with your will for our lives, so that you and you alone might be exalted, uplifted, glorified. These things, Father, we We ask and we present to you with thanksgiving and for the opportunity to participate, to worship you through our tithes and our offering. Lord, we we thank you again. You have been awesome. You have been great beyond measure. And we are delighted to have this opportunity to express our gratitude and our worship to you through our worship. Be pleased. Be magnified in our lives. In Jesus' precious name. Amen.
8: And a blessed, happy, joyous Christmas to everyone. Uh, we're going to sing a song, the classic Christmas carol that retells the story that we just heard, read from the Gospel of Luke. Um, so let's sing together as we give back to the Lord. Mm-hmm.
9: While shepherds watch their flocks by night, all seated on the ground, Deep
8: a time for the children who have brought presents to present to the children of the AIDS victims. Uh, At this time, as we sing, Hark the Herald Angels sing, uh, children and adults, if you want to come and bring a gift, uh, we have this big bin. These gifts will be distributed to assist children of AIDS victims, uh, a ministry that Sister Helen and Pastor Arnett have uh, here in our island. And so at this time as we sing, let's stand together as the children bring forth their presents to uh, give to those in need.
9: Singing. Singing.
8: That, by the way, is the greatest Christmas carol that ever has been written. Because that's my favorite. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You have a favorite. Um, maybe we won't get to sing that today. But nonetheless, we're going to sing about that night uh, when the angel appeared to the shepherds and brought them the good news that a Savior was born.
7: Good morning again. It is indeed my pleasure to welcome you if you have any residual feeling that you may not have felt welcome already. This is now based on the power vested in me, you are hereby welcome. Did you notice that the, I am so glad that the, the second clip on the video with the donkey uh, and the donkey needed some help. They were pushing this donkey up the hill. I was so glad that, um, but wait a minute. The, Mary was on this donkey, right? And this, she fell. That uh, caused me great concern. You know, I am so glad she did not have a miscarriage. <laughs> But more importantly, I'm so glad that you are here. You know, and we do have some special guests with us today. There is a Matthew Webb. Where are you, Matthew Webb? Over there. We? we are delighted that you're here. Let's give Matthew a round of applause. I believe my senses tell me also that there must be somebody from the Great Abaco. I'm looking for Eugene and Linda Weatherford. Where are you? Where? Wow. Where? We are delighted that you are spending this time with us. We worship our great God today. Is there anybody, are there anybody else visiting for it? This is your first time with us at Calvary. Are you here? Please? There's a handsome gentleman there in the yellow shirt. And a beautiful lady. Well, look at the people. Let's give these persons a round of applause. Thank you very kindly, sir. I'm going to ask those persons um, who are seated in the vicinity of these individuals, if this is your first time, please go and greet these persons and give them a physical uh, touch, lay hands on them gently, and tell them that you love them, you know, and they're welcome to be a part of our assembly today, and please come back. We do have some persons who are visiting and returning here, and I won't call your names, you know. I see Eddie over there, delighted to see you. Um, And then I see a a Lee sitting next to the Lee. Uh, um, uh, Thank you for for being here. Look, let's spend some time now. Would you please just greet the persons next to you um, and just wish them a happy incarnation day? Yeah, (laughs) you know, Um, Merry Christmas. So let's do it this time, please and greet one another and so invite them make them feel welcome.
8: And joy in the room right now, the smiles on the faces. And uh, this song talks about the fact that uh, Jesus Christ, uh, who is the expression of God's love, he was born. Aren't you glad he was born? Amen.
9: Shines the night is still, shepherd watching from the hill. I close my eyes.
0: Amen. Thank you, Anthon. Again, we want to welcome you here to our service today. It's such a blessing to have all of you here, especially the uh, individuals who are visiting for the first time. But we also have some of our family members who have been away and, coming, and they've come back as well. And we'd like to recognize them. Uh, Joy is here with her family as well. And uh, Heather and Mr. and Mrs. Grandmama and Granddaddy. They're here as well. And it's so good to have them here. Amen. The Kellys are here. I don't know if you realize it, but they sort of slipped out and went to live the other place up there. Called Abaco, you know, Habaco. They're living up there right now. But it's so good to have them here as well with their family. Let's greet them as well. And of course, it's always a joy and a pleasure to have Sister Vish with us and David is here today. Let's welcome them as well. Thank you. Now, we've already mentioned Eddie and Eunice, who are missionaries. Sandy is here as well, who's one of a missionary. And we thank the Lord for them. Let's give a hand for them as well. Then, if, of course, we have our ex. What do we call him? What was his title? senior youth pastor we have our ex-senior youth pastor here too would you stand and look at him now take a look at him besides the shiny head stand up please there's terence he's put on a little weight i think good to have you here ten make sure you greet him before you go any others uh, who are here at home students i see i know we have some students here we'd like to recognize as well but i don't want to call all the names because i probably don't know them all So, if you're a student here from away, would you stand as well at this time? Students? All right, terrific, terrific upstairs. All right, Deborah is up there, and we thank the Lord, for that. Thank you. Chara, good to see you all. Okay. David, you were pointing at somebody. Oh, I'm sorry, that's right, I saw him when I came out, yes. Would you mind standing to... um, Uh, This is us, Sister Marguerite's family. They're here. Would you mind standing again? They're like family now. They come here so often. So good to see you too. Lord bless. Thanks, David. Appreciate that. Now, we have, at the beginning of the first part of the service, focused on how the story of Christ is told in a traditional way. And I think that's wonderful. And we need to do that, of course, with the corrections. Make sure we tell it correctly. But I really believe in addition to reading Matthew 1 or Luke 2, we need to read another passage of scripture if we are going to get the real story of Christmas. And so in the next few moments, I just want to focus on what I like to call the rest of the story. And I believe that is given to us in John chapter 1, the first few verses. John chapter 1, so if you have your Bible, I invite you to turn to that passage. It should also be on the screen. I believe that this passage should also be read for the Christmas story. Because actually this is the heart and core of Christmas right here. Notice what it says. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him. And apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Now look at verse 14. And the word became flesh. Anton just said just now that that song that they were singing was the best carol. Well, I believe that of all of the awesome, fantastic, wonderful verses in all of the Bible, this is the most awesome, most wonderful, and most Meaningful, right here. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Notice now, and we saw his glory. The glory as of the only begotten from the father, full of grace and truth. Now go down to verse 18. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten who is in the bosom of the father, he has explained him. Now as we'll see in a moment, that one who is called the only begotten, is also the word. That's very interesting here in this passage. The word for word here, when it says in the beginning was the word, is the word logos. Now, those of us today probably will not understand the impact of that word when it was first given during the time of John. This is a word that everybody knew of. In philosophy and everyday life this word had the idea of being the ground for everything it was the logic for all that existed it has to do with uh, when the word logos was being the normal people will know that you're referring to that which sort of tied the world together it explained everything the logos the complete meaning of everything in the beginning was the word And this word was God. In the early days, some of the philosophers would explain the word as being uh, the, the unexplainable behind everything. Or the unexpressible. That which could not be explained. This is the word that is mentioned here. In the beginning was the word. Notice now. And the word was with God. And the word was God. He was the full expression of God. That's what Logos means. The full expression. It has to do with communicating that which is complete. Even though we might not be able to understand it. We get the word logic and logical from this word. So it has the idea of something that ties everything together. that makes it make sense. The expression of God. And of course, the expression of God in this text, it says, is God, is God. That's like the word that we call the Bible today. We say that the Bible is what? Inspired of God. The men who wrote the Bible were not inspired. They were moved along. It's the word that is inspired. We must remember that. This word has life. It is the breathing out of God. It's the idea of the thought of God, what is in the mind of God, being expressed. That's revelation. When man is moved by the Spirit of God and writes it down in the way God has revealed it, that becomes inspiration. And then when we read what God has revealed and man has written down through inspiration, the Spirit of God illuminates us so we understand it. That's the expression of God. That's this God. The Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. In other words, when the beginning begun, he was there, because he is the source of it. He's the origin of the originator. All things came into being through him. And apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life. And the life was the light of man. I notice this. And the light shines in the darkness. Now think about that when you think about Silent Night. And him being born in Bethlehem. Light shines in the darkness. But the darkness did not comprehend it. Could not hold it back. It's a tremendous story here. But what we want to focus on is this. This one who created everything. He created everything according to the text. Isn't that Right? There is nothing that is that he did not make. He did not create himself. And one of the amazing things of the first Christmas, or what I call the Incarnation Day, is that this Almighty One came down to become just like the creatures that he had made. Just think of that. That's to me, is unthinkable. It's it's unimaginable how the Creator could become just like a creature. Think about that. It's mind-boggling, but that's exactly what happened. Think about the one who created the stars. I was doing some research on the stars, trying to find out a little bit more about this star that that the wise men followed. And you know, up to as late as 1909, science was saying that there were something like 76 trillion stars in the universe. 70 that's 70 with 23 zeros following it. But they discovered a year later that that was not true. There was much more than that. So they doubled it. Then they found out as the new telescopes and everything were made and all of these gigantic things were done, they found out that what they thought were the true numbers of stars in the universe, they had to triple that number. So one of the figures in 2011 was that there were 100 trillion stars in the universe. But then this year now, or the end of this year, they had to reverse that again. Now they said it's over 300 trillion, uh, 6 trillion stars in the universe. 300 6 trillion stars. The Bible tells us that... God placed each of those stars where he wanted them. Not only that, he does what? He calls them by name. And that's what I believe happened on that Christmas time. Of all of the trillions of stars, Jesus called one of them. And said, now I want you to lead these three men to me. Isn't that amazing? But this is the one who came to earth. The ones who made all of these. He made you, he made me. I started to do a little study of the human body after I became, after I had this problem with my heart. I wanted to find about how, how many arteries I had, how big they were, and all of that. But I found that in a child, that a child has like a Joy is holding right now. That baby has blood vessels that are probably 300 miles long if you stretch them out end to end. Now me, a little bigger than he is. I have over 600 miles of blood vessels in my body. Do you believe that? Over 600 miles. Now, who made that individual? The Bible says that God wove us. Didn't He? Didn't He say Psalm 139? He knew us even before we were created. And in fact, he, he what was the word He used? He knitted us together. You see. And this is the one now. This is the Word who came down. All religions in the world teaches man how to reach up to God. Christianity is the only faith that teaches that God reaches down to man. It's the only one. Why did He do that? Book of Hebrews tells us. The Book of Hebrews tells us that He became just like us. He didn't take the nature or the likeness of an angel. But he took the nature of human beings, the people of Abraham, he says. Why? So that he might be able to feel what they felt. When Jesus cried at the tomb with Lazarus, he did it as the one who one day will wipe away all tears. When he sat down at the well with the woman and it was tired and wanted water, He did that as the one who is omnipotent, all-powerful. That's the one who became just like we are. He took on our flesh so that he might give his body. Now think of this. The Bible tells us that when Jesus came into the world, in the book of Hebrews, it said what? It is written in the book. It's written of me. I come to do thy will of God. Right? Then it says, a body... Thou hast prepared for me. That speaks, I believe, of the conception of Jesus Christ. God Himself prepared a body for His Son, Jesus Christ. Notice what it says here In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him. And then, verse 14 The Word became flesh. And dwelt among us. The word dwelt there is tabernacle. Now this is a a beautiful picture here of how God puts the scripture together. If you really want to see a picture of Christmas, go back to the building of the tabernacle. You say, how do you get that? Remember what Jesus said, or what God said to Moses? Moses, I want you to do what? Build a tabernacle for me so that I could dwell amongst my people, right? Then what did did God do? God says, this is how I want you to do it. And he gave them precise and definite and detailed instructions of how to build the tabernacle in which he was to dwell. And they were not to go contrary to those directions. Now put this together when you think of what God did when he prepared a body for Jesus Christ. He built that body, he made that body, that tabernacle, In which his son would dwell in the way he wanted it. He alone could do it. No man could do that. That's why the virgin birth was necessary. God alone could make the tabernacle in which his son was to dwell. And come amongst us. It's a beautiful story. But friends, that's what happened at Christmas time. That's what happened. The incarnation of the son of God. The God who created the universe became just like you and just like me. So he could feel your pain. He could feel your sorrow. He could feel your agony or whatever it is. He could feel your joy. He did it so he could become a compassionate high priest for us. And right now he's not in a manger. He's not on the cross. He's not on the tomb. He's now seated at God's right hand interceding for us. As our compassionate high priest. My friends... That only could come about because of the incarnation of what happened on Christmas Day that we celebrate today. And so I say to you, as you read the story and you hear the story of Christmas, do not leave out John 1. You cannot, because if you do, you leave out the heart and the core of Christmas. We must put our focus on the true meaning of this awesome time. When the creator of the universe reached down for us and take a hold of us. That's exactly the word uses, that the writer of the book of Hebrews used. That he took a hold of us. And that word, there's a beautiful word, took a hold. It's only used once at a time in scripture. And you remember when it's used when Jesus was walking on the water. And John saw him walking. Not John. Yeah, was it John. Peter Peter saw him walking and he told him to come to him remember and he started to walk and then suddenly took his eyes off Jesus he began to sink and the scripture says Jesus reached out to save him that's the word of the Jews he reached out to save him that's the word that is used in Hebrews that says that God took a hold of our nature he took a hold of us in order To save us. In order to redeem us. That's what the incarnation is all about. You see these pictures with a little baby with a small hand. Holding the purns with a great big hand. Well those little hands were reaching out. To save the world. Through his death on Calvary's cross. That's what the incarnation was all about. It wasn't to celebrate. with Having all kinds of parties and forgetting what it's all about. It's amazing to me. How we as Christians act like pagans when it comes to Christmas time. You know the Bible says that greed is idolatry. Greed for material things. And it was one time the greed for Christians is shown. It's around Christmas time. And we celebrate in a pagan way. Because we do not focus on this awesome truth. That on the first Christmas day. God became a man. That word became as the the, incarnation means to be enfleshed. enfleshed. Now, it's important for us to remember also, little theology here, when God became man, he did not cease being God. He still was God when he became man. He was the God-man. He had two natures, but is only one person. And in the and it's something that we can never explain. Those two natures as a, did not mix or did not in any way interfere with one another. In other words, Jesus as a man did not become God. God became man, but man did not become God. You must understand that. Theologians call it the hypostatic union, not copacetic, all right? The hypostatic union. We have a group here in the young people and they call the hypostatic union. And he probably did that because Chris was in Artelios in, in class and we talked about the hypostatic union. And he liked it, so now you have a group called the hypostatic union. But that's because they cannot explain how these two natures could be in one person without blending or without, without mixing. One did not become, humanity did not become deified, you see. It's important for us to understand that. And that's what Christmas is all about. It's an awesome mystery. And we must not lose that, even when we tell the story to our children. We must include that mystery there. That what happened on Christmas Day, we really cannot explain. You might have a lot of time, you might have to take a lot of trying, time trying to explain why you cannot explain it, but you must explain it nonetheless. And when you finish, if the children say you understand, you better go over it because you didn't explain it right. We cannot understand this tremendous truth. This is why it should drive us to worship him during this time and to focus on who our God really is. And that that little one uh, in the cradle came to earth so that he could be the son of man to die on the cross of Calvary. As someone said in the past, Jesus, the Son of God, became the Son of Man. So we, the sons of men may become the sons of God. Isn't that beautiful? Friends, that's what Christmas is all about. And if you have never received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, if it's one gift you should receive this Christmas, it's the gift of Jesus Christ. He came to earth with love, To reach out his hand to save you. Take a hold of it today by opening your life and asking him to be your savior. Let's bow in a word of prayer. Take a few moments please and reflect on this awesome, mysterious, wonderful birth of the God-man Jesus Christ. He's a gift. He's the first gift given by the Father. The first Christmas gift. He was a gift given by the Father, and he was wrapped in swaddling clothes as the first gift of the first Christmas. Would you receive him today? Would you just say, I know that I'm a sinner. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I acknowledge that my sin deserves separation from God because the wages of sin is death, which is separation from God. But today, I also acknowledge that Jesus came into the world as a baby so that he could die as a man, as the perfect God-man for my sin. And today, right now, I place my faith in his, his death and his glorious resurrection for me. Would you say that right now in your heart and receive Jesus Christ as your gift of eternal life today? And then just ask him, after you thanked him for saving you, to help you, and he will, to live a life that is pleasing to him. Father, we really cannot get our minds, we cannot wrap our minds around what it means for Jesus to be the God-man. We don't know really what all happened there in Bethlehem's pond so long ago. But we do know from your word that God became a human being and rubbed shoulders with other human beings who were sinless. Yet, he who was not sinful in any way did not become contaminated with sin. And he remained sinless even as he is today. And we thank you for him that he died and he gave his sinless life for us so we the sinner might be robed in his righteousness, and be acceptable in your sight. Thank you, Father, for your unspeakable gift to us. And all of God's people said, Amen. Now just listen to this, this song again, that tells us a little bit about more about the indescribable Christ.
2: Depths of the sea, Creations revealing your majesty. From the colors of fall to the fragrance of
7: Um, rethinking or deeper thinking about the reality that this one who is God himself taking on flesh and choosing to dwell among us one of the most profound thought that I believe has ever entered into the consciousness of humans God becoming flesh pause with me as we close Our Father, even though we are probably not going to ever, certainly on this side, ever totally comprehend what took place that first Christmas, we by faith do apprehend and hold on to what it is that you've said in your word, that indeed the word became flesh and dwelt among us. May we leave this place today with a new awareness and consciousness of the depth and to the extent to which God would have gone to, to love us, to reveal himself to us in the person of the word that became flesh. Lord, may we live in such a way that our very thought and certainly our actions, the words that we say, will reflect the preciousness of this gift. This gift that is indescribable. The one who created everything that there is. Thank you, Father, for this indescribable gift. And all of God's children says, Amen.